Hi everybody, welcome to episode 42 of Spoken Word with Electronics. Interesting week, of course. We just got a uh, new president officially. Hooray for us. <laughs> Thank gosh. Oh, uh, wow. So, we just had some completely bizarre thing happen with the, uh, microphone. That was funny. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 42 of Spoken Word with Electronics. I can't describe how relaxed I feel this week. It is a absolute comfort to not be freaked out. And I know a lot of people feel the same way. Everything feels really light and decent and okay and sane. So I thought for this week it would be pretty fun to just sort of go through some field recordings I have. Of, I haven't even looked through them yet, but uh, I'm going to guess that you're going to hear some birds and some insects that I've uh, recorded over the last few years. Just because this is such a comforting, okay feeling right now, it just feels great to just be totally relaxed and not at all worried or troubled or stressed or anything. I know I bring a little bit of a rant sometimes with me into this show and I apologize for that. And I uh, think I share a lot of people's perspective this week that, uh, gosh darn, uh, you know, things feel pretty good. Ding dong, you know. The idiot is dead or gone. The one joke on Twitter that I liked showed Melania and Donald Trump like arriving in in Florida. See, I don't even have anger at him anymore. He's gonna go to jail, which will be kind of fun, but I don't even mind saying his name. <laughs> I'm sure some of you are not at that point. But anyway, uh, the joke showed him and Melania exiting to, uh, to Florida and she had done a costume change in the plane from the black formal gown or outfit that she'd been wearing to leave the White House. And in the in the plane, she changed into sort of like this uh, orange, brown, and yellow 1970s uh, kind of muumuu or something. Like just, it was very funny the way she came out of the plane and somebody said, from now forever on, he will always be known as Mr. Trump and she will always be known as Mrs. Roper. And I just love that joke. That's a Three's Company reference. So, in a kind of, man, you know, that feels pretty decent and fun and nice. I thought this week we would play around with uh, our sampler, uh, our Korg micro sampler and uh, the sequencers. And uh, the Korg micro sampler does some really fun stuff with sequences. So, I thought I would uh, just load, I've got the sounds of a butterfly flapping its wings and it's one of the prettiest sounds in the world a butterfly escaping out of a hand a friend's hand who was holding a butterfly and just carefully and let it go feels like this week this week feels like a bunch of butterflies flapping their wings 
so thankful. Uh, I live in so much constant uh, anxiety to have a week where suddenly like, oh gosh, you know, I must have really been stressed about that because I feel a lot better now that that guy's gone. But, and I kind of anticipated it, but I'm just relieved and it's weird. I'm an anxious person by nature and uh, to a point of pride, actually, I don't mind my anxieties. Um, there's an interesting diagram of uh, anxiety and paranoia and being schizophrenic and other sorts of high uh, malfunctions uh, or uh, configurations of the brain and then the other side sad, withdrawn or more just simply sad and it's funny that I can channel paranoia into not feeling sad. That's been kind of an interesting process for me. The entire Trump administration sort of felt like a paranoid challenge on uh, my understanding of reality just because of how distorting it was. I don't, I, I don't think I need to describe it to anybody. We all were through it. We all went through it. And prior to that, I had already sort of had a issue with solipsism, I would say, or the uh, the lack of trust that other people exist. That's always been tough for me. I could joke that maybe you'd understand, but I don't know if you exist. So maybe I think you understand. <laughs> you know, uh, this kind of also extends into other people have simulation theory, and that makes sense too. Although that one's a little weird because I pretty f I feel very high connected to my consciousness. So I don't feel like I'm a program. There's a layer of my consciousness that just doesn't seem produced or um, my interactions feel like simulations. In, uh, the, in, uh, my interactions with other people are harder for me to, to understand. So there's that's where sort of it becomes more solipsistic and not simulation theory. I don't feel like I'm a computer program. But going through that, through, uh, through therapy has been very fun because uh, I talk to a guy and he'll just sort of casually wait every once in a while and then just sort of drop an idea. And it's not even his theory about what I'm about to discuss sort of something that he's helped me figure out. That's the joy also of therapy is that you sort of write your own understanding of yourself. So if you're a person who likes to write or do work, therapy is, everyone says, I don't want to go into therapy because that'll destroy my art. And that's uh, silly. You're not really making work, I think, if that's the case, because art is a conversation or an investigation into yourself, into yourself, you know, and Therapy certainly helps with that. Sort of helps uh, if you get the good therapist, if you talk to the people that you connect well with. But it suddenly occurred to me, this is the funny thing too, because it's, it's designed to make you feel like you made the discovery, even though you have a professional helping you. <laughs> I feel like I made this discovery. I had my own breakthrough. But it made me realize, you know, that it's easier to be paranoid about 
the world not existing than it is to be sad that this is the world I exist in. And that was very, very weird and fun and, and uh, like mind opening to consider, you know, all the paranoid or delusional or fantastic dreams I'd had about this being solipsism or, or simulation or something that is almost a a conspiracy about the universe. <laughs> you know, like a conspiracy theory about existence is what I think people who um, have solipsism or simulation theory are suffering from. So if they, uh, so if you're ever talking to somebody about that, you might ask them if they believe in conspiracies. And if they were to say no, you could say, well, you're, list you're listing literally the largest conspiracy of them all, which is that existence is uh, controlled by some outside source. But anyway, it's a lot more fun, I think. I'm starting to realize halfway through life that it's a lot more fun to actually be paranoid about those things than to confront the sadness, which is the contrary of paranoia. You can either be paranoid and sort of elevated by these ideas into excitement, be them positive or negative or fearful, right? But you have like a dramatic experience when you're paranoid versus sad, which is withdrawn, you know, which has to confront certain truths, which uh, can be non-abstract. So it's much more fun, I think, to have paranoia. And I'm just sort of starting to realize that, that the world kind of exists. Which is really cool because I think I've been not certain about it for easily 40 years. I, I remember one of my earliest memories, and it's always been about dealing with other people or interacting with other people, you know, groups, starting with uh, the first few groups I met, you know, age four to five and six. You know, it's always been just sort of a battle with uh, consensus or just sort of the group thought or the group thinking. And uh, so it's, I think it's always been easier for me to not be sad about that because by proxy, you know, groups make the decisions for the world, you know. So I don't really believe in groups. And that just challenges my whole reality, you know. And so as a part of breaking through into accepting that the world exists, which I think might be part of the path in life that I'm supposed to have, that I understand existence right before I die. So I got like 40 or 50 years to figure that out. I guess is the beginning of it, is accepting that it is real and that maybe there's some sad truths about the emptiness of our population. <laughs> thought I'd bring that up in the happy week that is never having to care about whoever the hell was in the office 2014 to 2020 you know what the funniest thing to do will be would just to forget not be pissed off about it because there's a lot of presidents that we don't know uh, what's uh I don't know what's the uh, the 27th president just offhand Taft uh, that would crack me up if I just listed a famous one. But, you know, like, oh, can you list all 45 presidents? Could you list uh, 14 of them? <laughs> uh, 20 would be getting there, I think, where most people stop. 
being able, you know, there's a lot of presidents we forget and it'd be hilarious if we just forget this guy. Because I think he knows or knew that he couldn't do anything remarkable in a best category. So it's much better to sort of aim to be the worst. <laughs> you can either be the best at something or the worst at something. And uh, I guess we found out just how worst you can get. Quite impressive. I mean, it's. Uh, I've, I don't think I've ever seen anything worse than that. And so I look forward to forgetting who uh, that guy was. Who came by and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I was just going to even make an, a vulgar joke, but who cares about this guy? That's sort of how comfortable this week goes, or this week feels. Considering being more open to reality existing, which is funny to actually make a recording every week, and I, I do uh, really live to make this show right now. Feel it, it, it also kind of feels cool, you know, about 40 of these in, to no longer even care or notice that I'm talking into a microphone. So that's kind of fun. You know, I could say just as a creative exercise, just to get to the point where that is not even, you know, scrutinized in the way that it tends to be when you first start recording your voice or if you god awful somebody records your voice before you know without you having power over it that can be a horrifying thing most people go like oh my god whenever they hear the voice but i don't even notice anymore and this week has just been about like other sorts of like i could care <laughs> And it, it almost sounds medicated, but I'm being just uh, flat out, just calm right now while we're talking. I uh, was able to do a, uh, a accent uh, from, uh, from like Leeds, England, to my wife the other day when this happened. And I can't do it, I'm not gonna do it, but I just did a pitch perfect Leeds accent. And she kind of looked at me, surprised and pleased. Uh, not, uh, and I could tell that I entertained her. You know, um, I'm not going to describe the dynamics of. <laughs> so she smiled after I talked, and I could tell at that moment that that was confirmation that what I'd done was in a positive category, perhaps even charming. You know, I'm not going <laughs> to do a replay analysis there. But anyway, it was funny, and I went today to do it again and she told me you know no your Leeds accent now is way too way too bright <laughs> and I realized I was just smiling through it because that's our mood presently it's tough to do a Leeds uh, accent with a smile you got to be kind of sad when you're hello and welcome I'm talking to you today to help you understand my local accent I am proud to come from West Yorkshire and the city of Leeds if you're not sure you understand this clearly, please listen to every word again. Thank you for listening. Ship, sheep, pup, you, ten, letter, girl, saw, cat, sun, car, hop, here, name, paw, toy, no, where, 
my house. Bay chop do chair jam gum for very think the sun zoo she vision man knows angry happy late red wants yes and uh Anyway, that's just because I was so calm. <laughs> so it's right after Biden was in there. Uh, he was just inside uh, his office. He uh, was getting some work done before going home for the night, you know, reversing like the Keystone Pipeline and reconnecting us to the Paris Accord and basically finding all the buttons and switches that run America and turning them back on and then uh, getting rid of the Diet Coke button <laughs> that what's his name whose name I want to forget was always having a butler on hand with a with a tray with Diet Coke on it and I mean certainly uh, peppered with as much Adderall as you can put into it to make it a drink and not a shake you know, uh, or maybe he liked to pack it so full of powder, who knows. But anyway, like, that's the button that was there. And then there's also the reconnect the uh, the country buttons that Biden just did before he ended his first day. And I'm just so comfortable <laughs> suddenly not on the defensive that I'm just doing perfect working class Manchester leads. I know there are different areas, which is sort of like a really funny English impression because I was so comfortable. <laughs> you know, when you, you know, you know, stuff like that, you can only be really embarrassing or obnoxious. Oh. You know, uh, British accents. And when you're happy like I am right now, I'm not even going to try. Like I can maybe do like John Cleese or something. And I can do good impressions, but I'm not doing it. It's such a comfortable feeling presently. We feel cool. Uh, we're thankful that a real evil is is gone, you know. And I know the next administration or the current one is going to do stuff or there's going to be things that occur or there's going to be things that I disagree with. And I just, you know, I'm welcome, welcoming in the, the planet right now for this next administration. I don't really care, even though I want to make fun of the fact, you know, we have Lady Gaga, Garth Brooks and Jennifer Lopez doing uh, the Simpsons' best inauguration episode. Although the poem was fantastic, that uh, that poem was great. I'm comfortable. So let's uh, let's enjoy getting into uh, the week with a little sampling of. Um, I'm gonna look at. I think I have a Parakeet training album somewhere, and I've got a bunch of old samples of field recording of insects gonna crack those open put them into the micro sampler and just sort of play around with that in our chill out episode this is our calm after the uh the rave chill out episode we are just calm and cool happy and uh we have a charlie pickled right after that so it'll be a demo see i'm so calm i'm just gonna tell you so we got like a demo then we're going to do a, uh, this, uh, you know, we, we're doing the introduction. This is how boring Calm is. We're doing the introduction, and then we're going to do the demo or the discussion on sampling with uh, 
butterfly sounds and then we've got probably a uh, side a which will be a bunch of different animal and insect uh, sampling and then we'll close the show with charlie pickle this is uh, ethan for spoken word with electronics and i am relieved thank you very much <laughs>